what is going on everyone welcome back to becoming me the podcast the good the bad and the downright raw i'm your host casey davis and this podcast is being brought to you by my production company black mind productions which is a multimedia production platform that is home to a wide variety of content creation from writing directing producing podcasting cinematography photography and much more if you don't follow black mind productions on social media go to facebook or instagram and type in black mind productions that way you can keep up with all the up-to-date news for content and just explore some of the things that we do over there so i am excited to be back Uh, I know it's been kind of up and down for a while, but if you had tuned into my last episode um, a few weeks ago, you would have found out that I had recently lost my grandmother, uh, my mother's mom, and um, it's been, it's been hard. Uh, Dealing with grief is such a interesting situation because... Most people think grief is just like you crying every day or you just, I don't know, falling into some type of super deep depression or something where it just happens for like a week. And then once the funeral or memorial service or whatever is over, people think that, okay, that's the end of my grieving process and like me coping with things. No, depression is very different for everyone. And so... I have grown to like learn that the way I grieve is to like try to keep myself busy. So, you know, work has been super busy. Classes have been busy. Um, Between the last episode and this one, uh, I went on spring break, but I didn't even enjoy spring break because I worked the entire time. (laughs) Um, I was like looking for jobs, trying to look for apartments. Um, what else? I was on a film set, first assistant directing. I was doing callbacks for another film that I'm producing. So I was just like super swamped and super busy. Um, so I decided to kind of take a break in between like releasing certain content. Um, and it helped, but I'm, I'm ready to be back behind the mics and giving you all a lot of really, really good content. So Welcome back to Becoming Me, the podcast. Um, I'm so excited to be here for another week, for another episode. And this week's topic is going to be titled Finding My Voice. And on this episode, I'm just going to talk about um, very briefly, like what it was like or what my journey has been like, just discovering who I am, what I stand for what I'm about and learning how to be okay with being completely different from everyone vocally. So when it comes to me being in the situation where um, I know my voice and I found my voice, I would say that I'm still in that process of... um, learning and understanding that 
it's okay to be different. It's okay to have different opinions. It's okay to defend yourself when you feel comfortable defending yourself. Now, this is going to be a brief episode, or I'll try to keep it brief, because (laughs) I also have an episode um, coming up soon where I talk about um, setting boundaries and how that has been very interesting. That's actually the next week's episode is setting boundaries. So this is kind of like a a part one introing into me um, bringing next week's topic in on setting boundaries. And I'll talk about like how finding my voice and discovering my voice has, um, you know, played a part in how I operate, you know. So something that I've learned about myself is I, one, can be very talkative. Two, um, I can be very opinionated. And three, I, there are a lot of things that I don't agree with or don't like. Um, In terms of like being in certain situations, um, I don't like, like I'm all for having fun, but when, and joking around, but when the jokes start to feel a little bit too personal to me, I kind of put this wall up, um, because I am someone who, one of my biggest pet peeves is being put in a position to where I'm getting embarrassed or someone is trying their hardest to embarrass me. So like, if it's me and like another person into one-on-one conversation, I'm okay with, you know, walking away from them or ignoring a situation if something wants to happen. But if it's like me against two other people or, you know, a small group of people, especially in front of strangers, like large groups of people or audiences, that is something that really bothers me when someone like tries to embarrass me. Um, especially when they're being disrespectful to me or trying to call me out or trying to make a scene that gets under my skin a lot because I used to get bullied. Um, and when you, you know, when you're bullied, you're people do that in front of a lot of people, classmates, you know, teachers, strangers, whatever. And so people do it in front of an audience because they want to get an audience reaction. So what I don't like is when people, I don't know, like just make it seem like they're out to get me in a negative way. Um, especially dealing with like men, like men who essentially like buck up their chest or put some emphasis and some bass in their voice and just almost try to sound like, I don't know, like a dictator or like they're your father or something. It's like, whoa, chill out, bro. Like I'm not one of them type of people that's just going to let you do whatever or people get to point their fingers or raising their voice and trying to embarrass me and people start looking and snickering and stuff. I, I'm not a fan of that. Never been a fan of that. Will never be a fan of that. And so I've learned over the years that like, I'm someone who only likes to play when play until playtime is over. Um, I've also learned that I'm someone who everyone seems that they can speak for I don't understand where that ever came from. I've never given people the 
idea that, oh, okay, if something happens, speak for me. Like, I mean, if you want to speak for me and, like, defend me, that's fine. But within the last, I would say since freshman year of high school, roughly, um, not high school, college, um, people have found it, I don't know, almost like their obligation to defend me. And I don't know or speak for me. And I don't know if that was them trying to, like, I don't know, throw it back in my face eventually or something. I don't know what that was. But, like, it was situations where people would come at me sideways from the jump. And the moment I'm responding, I get other people texting me, like, whatever you about to say, don't say it. Because you about to react off of emotion. Okay, and that's fine. But I'm still say what I want to say. So, I don't need you to tell me what to do. You're not my mom. You're not my dad. You're not my... <laughs> grandparent you're not my husband you're not anything like that like I barely know you as it is so like don't tell me what to do and so I had began to get very annoyed with people when they did that because it was one of those things where it was just like why do you feel the need to tell me when I can and can't respond or feel the need to tell me not to respond because I'm going to respond off of emotion and then you come in and say exactly what I was going to say, but you, people can't tell you anything wrong about what you said because you said it, you know? Um, that was probably confusing, but more so it's like I have found over the years that in certain situations, I can't win for losing. It's like if someone says something to me that I don't that I don't like and I ignore it. I get the reactions where it's like, girl, you a good one because if that, if that was me, I would have A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z. But then in situations where I do say something, people are looking, the same people are looking at me like, uh, I feel like you overreacted and it wasn't that big of a deal for you to say anything. It's like, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. That's what I have discovered about how people <clears throat> excuse me, operate with me. It's like, we want you to speak up and defend yourself on like our terms. And that's not the type of person I am. That's not the type of person that I want to be. And that's not the type of person I'm going to be. Like, I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt when someone does that to you and yet when someone does it to me and I respond it's wrong um so I've been over over the course of like finding God and seeking God and figuring out what our relationship is and through my self-love journey and building my self-confidence and just discovering who I am and who Casey is finding my voice has really been something that I have been striving for um, and not just finding my voice in like political settings or classroom settings or professional settings because I I can you know always debate back and forth about certain topics certain things like that's not a problem for me but just finding my true and authentic voice uh, that matches who I am and who God made me to be I've never been someone who has been fake and just um, you know, does whatever just because. Now, when I was growing up and I was getting bullied and I was in my people-pleasing phase, which was uh, another episode um, of this podcast, 
I remember at a younger age, I would try to change myself just to fit in with the status quo of like what people associated with or who people associated with in classes and like in school or whatever. So like if somebody said, oh, I don't like this artist, knowing that I like them, I would be like, oh, I don't like them either. Just to try to fit in or, oh, I like this movie and I never seen it. And I'd be like, oh, I like that movie too. But then I never like seen the movie. So I would just do certain things like that to fit in. I never bullied people. I never became a part of cliques um, where they were trying to like shame people, embarrass people, be disrespectful to people, bully people, things like that. Um, so I've never been one of those people that has been like fake and I'm not going to start doing that. But in my process of finding my true and authentic voice, I have learned that I will not be someone who is mute anymore. If there's something that, um, I don't like that someone said to me or did to me. I am learning to be very vocal about that and say, hey, I don't really appreciate, you know, how you said this or what you did in this situation or how you made me feel Um, because feelings are important. Everyone has feelings. And I think what one of the issues with my generation is, is that people are so conditioned to how they grew up. What happens in this house stays in this house. What you're going through is a phase. Um, uh, what else? Let's see. Don't make a big deal out of this. Um, what you, what you, you know, worried about you tripping on, like, it's not that big of a deal and don't make a scene. And I know growing up in my generation, um, with millennials, it's a, we're not going to therapy. What's therapy? You go to church to figure your problems out. But church is a very toxic place um, at times, especially growing up. Like my experience in church was very, very toxic. Um, and I talked about that in my episode um, where I d- talked about um, seeking God and like finding God, my spiritual journey. Um, but yeah, like growing up, you get around family members and they say stay in a child's place and you're in grown folks business and X, Y, and Z. And when you grow up, you grow up very sheltered, somewhat isolated, somewhat introverted, very emotionally damaged. You carry a lot of trauma and a lot of weight on your shoulders And so when it comes to you actually growing up, going to college or trade school or whatever, and finally getting into who you are as an adult, um, you walk into a lot of situations not understanding or not knowing how to handle them. Um, At work, like working a job at 16 and dealing with a boss is a lot different than working a job at 26 and working with a boss. Because at 16, yeah, you could still say yes or no to certain things, you can still set those boundaries and those limitations where you will and won't agree to do certain things, but you're still a, a kid. Like you're still considered a child or a teenager at that point. So people look at it like, well, this is your boss and you do what they have to say. But when you 26, it's like, I'm not, 
I'm old enough and smart enough and wise enough to know, like, I don't have to put up with this. Um, and so you can, you could play, you could play seesaw with those boundaries and those limitations. What I think comes in, especially like in my situation of like finding my own voice, it's the fact that I felt so isolated and so mute a lot of my life, majority of my life to where sometimes I feel like even when I'm in the right to defend myself, I still feel like I have to overly explain my reasoning on popping off or being very defensive to people who know me enough to know like, okay, Casey's not one of those type of people that just pops off at the mouth. So obviously if she's saying something, something is bothering her. But for some reason in my mind, I think it's some type of trauma. Um, I feel like I have to over explain myself to people like, well, I don't like what he said or she said, and they said it like this. And so it's like, but at the end of the day, it's like, why are you explaining yourself to people? If you felt the need to say something, you said it. So if somebody liked what you said or they didn't, that's a personal problem. If they didn't like it, you don't need to stand in a circle, kumbaya, wusa, have a powwow about why what you said was respectful, disrespectful, you should have said it, you shouldn't have said it, because at the end of the day, we're adults. I don't have to stand in your face and explain to you why I felt the need to express myself. Because in opposite situations, I'm not in your face asking you, like, oh, why did you feel the need to, like, say it like that? It's like, no. Um, And also what I've been learning a lot on film sets, surprisingly, is the same thing. Like, I've been on a nice amount of film sets since January. I am burned out. Um, (laughs) I've learned that in different positions that I've been in, um, I've played first AD, second AD, DP, which is director of photography. Um, I've also been a producer on sets. Um, I've played just about every role outside of like sound editing and color correcting um and like first or second assistant camera um so i pretty much played almost every piece of role on a set essentially outside of the ones i just named but recently i've been playing the roles of first or second assistant director director of photography slash camera operator and producer. And so what I've been learning on these sets is that you have to develop tough skin and you have to know who you are mentally um, because you can't walk on these film sets questioning what you're supposed to do like you have to walk on these sets in certain you know leadership positions and department positions confident in what you're doing and so I've been getting a lot of compliments where people are like oh my god you did such a great job I was literally like watching you the entire time you were very assertive you were very respectful you were very professional 
and it's given me time to somewhat reflect. I haven't really gotten a chance to really sit down. So I haven't gotten a chance to really reflect on all the sets I've been on thus far. But hearing those words, it gives me the confidence and it gives me the warm heart to know like, okay, I'm doing something right. Even in the midst of me thinking that I'm like really effing up. Um, and it also gives me the confidence to know that, okay, even in my moments of being very direct or being a little bit more aggressive than I normally am with my tone, it's okay. And this is the career that I'm in. This is the person that I am. And people have to respect it because the position that I'm holding on that set, you have to respect it regardless. Everybody's position on sets and at work and in the classroom or whatever should be respected. Um, but people have to understand like respect is earned and just not naturally given. Um, but I've learned, I've earned people's respect on sets and I noticed that it's paid off because I've had people and I still have people coming to me like, Hey, I want you to DP this. Hey, I want you to first AD that. Hey, I want you to help produce this. Um, Hey, I want you to help me like direct this, or I want you to look over my script about this. And when you hearing it, you know, a few times and everything is so repetitive, you're just like, okay, well, let me get a chance to think about it. But then when you have a moment to like reflect, it's like these people aren't asking me to be on their sets just because we're cool or we're friends. These people are asking me to be on their sets because they see something that I bring to the table. Like they see my weaknesses as strengths. And noticing that it's allowed me to be like oh okay well the things that I see as my weaknesses as in like my self-confidence my self-love my boundary setting my um journey with finding my voice I see those things as weaknesses that I'm trying to strengthen but other people see that as no you're you're strong like you're stronger than you think you're wiser than you think you're um, more knowledgeable than you think you're more professional than you think. And it makes me feel good to know that I have the opening outlet to continue to find my voice and be okay with saying no, being okay with setting boundaries, being okay with defending myself, being okay with politely telling somebody like, Hey, I appreciate what you just did for me. But next time, just allow me to take that moment of reflecting in the moment before I respond. Um, because I have a mother, I have a father, so I don't need friends or coworkers or classmates to always feel like they have to speak up for me before I can even part my lips to say something, um, or make a face because my face can, say a lot that my mouth doesn't and sometimes that's more dangerous than me actually like speaking um <laughs> that's a whole nother story but yeah I've, I'm very proud of myself uh with how far I've come with finding my true and authentic voice and I'm still learning I'm still growing I'm still in that journey and that scavenger hunt and picking up pieces here and there to kind of understand and uh place together what that voice is. And so I want to leave you all with this. Don't be afraid to be who you are. 
Um, don't be afraid to take time to figure out who you are and learn what your voice is. I'm not saying be confrontational all the time. I'm not saying be disrespectful all the time. I'm not saying pop off all the time by any means because that is a lot of anger that you will be holding in. That's a lot of weight on your shoulders. But when there's times where you feel that you may need to speak up for yourself or um, you want to have an opinion and you standing on that opinion, don't be afraid to let that be known. And also don't be afraid to hold people accountable and, and let them know like, hey, I appreciate what you're doing. I love you so much. Thank you for that. But I'm an adult. You're an adult. They're an adult. I can handle this situation because we're adults. That's what our parents raised us up to be. Um, and parents only raise us up to be the adults that we need to be in the best way possible. Um, so don't be afraid to use your voice. Um, you have it for a reason and you have the outlets to be able to be expressive verbally. So with that being said, this is going to conclude episode eight, Woof! episode eight of <laughs> Becoming Me, the podcast, the good, the bad, and the downright raw. I'm your host, Casey Davis, and this podcast is being brought to you by my production company, Black Mind Productions, which is a multimedia platform production company that is home to a wide variety of content creation. If you currently don't follow Black Mind Productions um, on social media, I encourage you to go to Facebook and or Twitter, not Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> and um, follow Black Mind Productions. And again, there you can see all of the content that we have thus far and keep up to date with new and fresh content that is coming. Next week, we are going to be on episode nine, where I talk about setting boundaries, which is essentially like a part two to this episode on finding my voice. Um, and I'll dig a little bit deeper um, as to how I've been dealing with the journey of setting boundaries and being okay with setting boundaries. Uh, if you have not listened to any episodes before this one, I strongly encourage you to listen to them. Um, they are such good episodes where I talk about, ooh, I have a lot of episodes. Not a lot, but it's quite a few, you know, introducing who I am, why I created this show, um, where I want to go with this show and what this show is, talking about being bullied, talking about sleep paralysis, talking about validation, talking about my journey with finding God. Um, just a lot where I open up about myself more. And listening to those episodes before you continue, if you're a new listener, it'll help you create um, a perspective on who I am and what I stand for and what I'm about and why I decided to be an open diary verbally. Um, so yeah, I'm so excited for you all to listen to this episode. Uh, I tried to keep it less than 30 minutes and I'm proud that I have. Um, as always, I want to thank you so much for your continuous love and support. I hope to see you all next week. Don't forget to follow Black Mind Productions on social media. Continue to like, comment, share, follow, and just be your true and authentic selves. Until next time, everyone. I love you all. Goodbye. <laughs>